Hola YouTube, my name is Ricardolino and I'm a wheel addict. Welcome to Skate Talks number 16. My guest today is one year younger than I am. He is 36 years old and he started skating around 1988 with quads. So, <laughs> kind of like me. He skates aggressive skates, he skates recreational skating, especially lately. But about one year ago, he started his own company. His own company makes one product only, and it's a very, very niche product. But you know what? I ended up buying one of his products last week. And after buying one of his products, I asked him if he wanted to make a skate talk. So let's talk with Cletus Kuhn. He is the owner of Wish Frames, and Wish is spelled a little bit different than normal. But let's make the call to Cletus and see what he has to say, and how do you spell, how do you write the name of his brand and all that stuff. Let's do this. Yo, <laughs> how are you doing, man? Pretty good. So, for everyone listening to this, they should know that that's the first time that we are talking. I called you like five minutes before this, but I never met you before. We never met before. <laughs> I bought a pair of your frames last week, and I thought it would be super interesting to make this video. So thank you so much for taking the time. And I made a little introduction about you. I said for how long you've been skating, how old are you? But you want to say a little bit more about yourself? Like, I know that you are a mechanical engineer. How does a mechanical engineer start a chassis, like you call it, frame company? Um, well, it just gets, comes from desire to design things, I guess. It's uh, part of it. And, um, you know, mechanical properties of, of of different things is kind of, you know, a specialty of mechanical engineering. So it, it suits the tasks of designing a chassis really well. Um, and then the plastic side of it was, was quite a bit of learning, but yeah, just kind of sit down, you know, have an idea, sit down, start drawing some things in CAD and, uh, keep refining it for many, many late nights and many months in a row until it's exactly what I wanted yeah. to make. And you are know? you happy with the final product or what? Yeah, really happy with it. There's there's always some improvements to be made and, you know, some like very picky things like, oh, maybe this could be like half a millimeter different. <laughs> and have you tried anything different other than the uh, product out in the market now? Like, have you tried the ones with those little half a millimeter changes that you just said or anything like that? Um, not really. I mean, we had, had done some 3D printing prototypes and was able to change things and kind of get them dialed in. And then, you know, just thinking like, oh, if I would tweak this a little bit, maybe it'd be different. But trying to do that is pretty expensive. So I've just been focusing on making sure that what we put into the mold and, and then what we get out is, is really quality stuff. That's that's kind of all I've been paying attention to lately, since, you know, since the final that's design. Awesome. Like, without even seeing the frame in my hands ever i ended up ordering one so <laughs> i guess like the people that is skating them also influences people in general do you have a team for wish frames 
Well, yes, 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 and no. I haven't officially announced it, but um, okay, you have the time now. I'm sorry uh, to interrupt. Now you can announce your officially. Yes. You can announce the <laughs> wish team. <laughs> so we have uh, we have Greg Freeman from Denver, Colorado, and he was like a big inspiration in making these. I just you know remember years ago I was in Colorado and he was just shredding around on an old pair of rollerblade lightnings with 72 millimeter wheels. I mean. You know, doing topside tricks, huge, huge alley bears out of quarter pipes and stuff, and just a super big smile on his face. And so, um, I mean, that was years before I started to sit, sit down to design this, but it, you know, that's part of a big inspiration. Like, man, when you can cruise around and really go fast and do this stuff, it's fun, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, we got Miguel Ramos. Um, gosh, he's just so good, uh, such a good influence and like such a positive attitude about everything. And, um, when I went up there to Woodward, um, I showed him the frame and, you know, he, he actually let me modify a skate to fit him. Uh, I went cruising around on him and, and, you know, I have a, I have a picture of him from that first session where he was just kind of in happy disbelief that this is actually works and feels <laughs> the way it does. Um, and ever since then, he's really, really enjoyed him. Um, then we have, uh, Robbie Pitts, um, and he's been he's been getting really funky on them. I think they suit his style really well, um, especially with you know the different types of rocker that are available with different mm -hmm. wheel combinations. Um, he likes to do those kind of swivels and fast feet movement. And then um, we got Andy Lederman, um, and he's he did the um, I think he ended up winning the. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's he's amazing, uh, and he's not amazing just on inline skates. He's amazing also on skateboards and stuff. He's just he's another wheel addict, and he's amazing yeah. with everything he does. And so he, you know, Greg. Um, I, I know Andy Lederman for a few years, but Greg Freeman's really good friends with him. And so Greg said, you know, this was a while back. Said, hey, I, I got this other pair here, and uh, I'm going to send them to Andy Lederman. What do you think? He said, yeah, definitely. I think he'd be a good guy to do it. Um, I think my first memory of Andy Lederman was on Colorado road trip um, a long time ago. Hadn't quite perfected it yet. Was doing on this little slider bar Mizu with a front flip out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, what? What is it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then, yeah, he, he's just really amazing. You know, I've seen him do things where it's uh, he's riding a skateboard on rollerblades and doing just wild tricks on yeah, that. He's so. just good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your official. Yeah, you have good. four people officially on on wish frames then but there's more people like yeah, out there like yep. i know that the mushroom blading guys they've been skating your frames and there's like i've seen a lot more people with the frames so yeah there there are a lot i mean yeah it's it's fun to see them on on everybody's feet definitely um surprised how far they how they far they've reached so quickly i mean it's I guess it's been about a year almost since i was able to finally make uh, the first production line and get them out for all the pre-orders. Um, but yeah, they've gotten around and I feel like, um, you know, it's kind of a blade nerdy product. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I, I don't want to say that <laughs> skating is small or whatever, but we are in a, in an era of aggressive skating that it's going a lot into smaller wheels. And like, I guess the people that has been skating for the longest, they, they end up realizing that the small wheels, a lot of times, we're just blocking them from from having fun. I'm not saying that skating with smaller wheels is not fun. I still skate a lot with smaller wheels, 
but after skating with smaller wheels, wheels for so long, when you when you get back, if you've been skating like an anti-rocker setup or something like that, when you get back to flat or if you skate like 72s instead of 60s, you end up having that joy of rolling again, completely different. And that's why you said something for me that was really important. You said two things, but one of them has to do with what I'm saying now, which is when you spoke about Greg Freeman, right? That's his name. You said that you were skating yeah. with a huge smile on your face and that put, puts a smile on my face just to think that you're choosing yeah. the team for for your company, having that in mind. Because for me, that's one of the most important things. Like Miguel, Miguel is one of the most positive guys that I know. And that's that's seriously what we need in skating, in my opinion, obviously. Seeing like someone at the park. So I have a little shop inside a skate park. When I see someone here, it doesn't matter if they're on a BMX, on a skateboard, or on a pair of inline skates, you call it rollerblades, um, with a smile on their face, yeah. man, it's it's good to see. It's like, it makes you want to skate. It doesn't matter what they have under their feet. So I guess that's a really smart marketing <laughs> decision. <laughs> that's one of the things. But then you said something else that also, yeah. I thought it was interesting. You said that uh, Miguel allowed you to to change, to adapt his skates to fit the frame. So tell me, you need to do some changes on the skates for the frame to fit perfectly. Is that it? Yeah, it's just, um, you know, make a, you make a recess above the first and the fourth wheel um, on the sole mm -hmm. plate. Um, and so the actual, you know, when you use a 72 millimeter wheel on the outside, you make that recess so the wheel can actually sit uh, three millimeters up into the okay. sole plate. Um which um let's see i think it's you know it's similar to how the aeons are but yeah, they have I, it but, the but you know what a lot of people no i think more right? people was doing that with the slimline frames from kaiser i actually did it with a few like you know that there was a skate from usd a few years ago a throne 80 i don't know if you've seen that and that throne 80 mm -hmm. had slimline frames and they kind of have that cut it's not really a cut but it's like a shaving on the front and the back of the sole plate I think that was it, and that will allow yeah, you to, and yeah. that will, would allow people to have the 80 millimeters. And I've done that with a few other skates when people have like the slim lines, and they want to put bigger wheels. Sometimes I don't even use a Dremel; I just cut yeah, a piece of the yeah. sole plate because, in the end, you don't really need that piece of the sole plate <laughs> yeah. in your wheel just to look at just to make it look pretty, you know. So if you cut that little piece until yeah, exactly. the um, until the UFS bolt, at least you have a lot of space. But that's cool. <laughs> So yeah, it was, um, I brought him, you know, I knew he skated um, Volos, so I brought him, I had a V13 sole plate I had modified um, to bring to him to put on his boot, and he said, oh, well, the bolts are stripped, I, I can't get it off, so <laughs> luckily I brought the Dremel with me, and I was like, he's like, oh, well, I'll just put on these 65 millimeters, I was like, no, no, you got to try it out, you know, with the 7260, um, and, and, you know, I think, he, you know, he's, he's very picky, and he doesn't probably doesn't let people mess with his stuff, but I was lucky he let me take the Dremel to his soul plate and fit him on there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I'm glad. Miguel, the last time, the last time I was <laughs> in Woodward West, I ended up putting Miguel on quads and that was funny. I w oh, man, I need to find, oh. but that was before, that was when he first met Michelle, the girl from Moxie. I was there with Michelle and then that's when yeah. Miguel first met Michelle and after that they, they met a lot more times and I know that he even has a pair of roller skates now, but... That was the first time. It w that was funny. I think I need to find that footage. I need to put that footage somewhere, because, like you said, he is like 
is he likes his own things and he's not into skating a lot of different stuff you know like like he just said he's picky like that yeah. which is cool it's a good thing i'm not saying anything funny about it just yeah. it's cool he knows what works and he likes quality stuff to make you know make sure it's going to give him what he needs back that's cool sort of <laughs> so i just yeah. saw this video that uh what's the name of that sorry uh, yes obviously <laughs> i just saw this video that damn good damn goods put it last year And you said in that video when they presented wish frames that you guys would come with different color frames. Do you still have that in mind? Or after being in the market for one year, you end up realizing that you don't need it? I'm just asking. Yeah, um, I am working on, on getting some colors made. Um, we got black and white. We may just have one more color. I'm trying to do two. Um, you know, it's a thing where... You know, you can't, <laughs> there's, there's, for plastics, there's always these minimum order quantities. It's like, you know, so you have to buy more than what you need for the first run. And then you got to kind of look yes. long-term. Um, but when you look, if you look too long-term, when you're just starting out, it doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, so we're trying to have a, a third color in the mix at least, and, and maybe a fourth. Um, but you know, like I want to make turquoise frames, uh, Not that many people are going to buy turquoise, so I'm probably not going to make those. <laughs> but, but, you know, a couple of people would really appreciate it. You know, I would Dark like gray. It, so, uh, it just depends. So, so, yeah, companies that have made um, lots of different color frames, man, it's it's really cool to have those options. It's hard. But, you know, a lot of them end up sitting shelf for And a And at really the same time, time, the yeah. thing is, like, a lot of people listening to this, they don't know. I don't know about it right now. I know that a few years ago, when you used to... To, to make different colors, they use the, the plastics would shrink would shrink differently, so that would you would need to adapt the molds to um, to have the frames made in those colors or to have the boots made in those colors. I know that used to happen a few years ago, and that was one of the main reasons why it was so hard to to make different colored materials. But probably the technology changed a bit, so I don't know about it now. Do you know? Yeah, it depends on what material you're using um and how well they can match it with like a color concentrate or if they make the material colored ahead of time um so far we haven't had any issues with it, with any kind of shrinking or anything but but yeah when you start mixing you know something that's colored that's not the same material that you're using it's the base part um yeah some weird things can start to happen just from the chemistry um But we try to keep that, you know, that's the biggest thing is to make sure we maintain the mechanical properties of the plastic. So we use as little color as possible to get the color. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that happened with want, wheels. Usually, the, at least most of the wheels, they have better quality when they're natural urethane color, which is more like that. Not really yep. white. It's like that milky color, which is just weird. Out of curiosity, what frame yeah. were you skating before making your own frame? Um, I would say, well, there, I think there was a couple of them in there. Um, the one I was skating immediately before was a Seva. The 64s? Right? And, uh, it's like yeah, the CJ, it's a CJ Wallsmore frame. But I was just skating them with, man, what, let's see, probably like, uh, I think I was just skating with the 60 millimeter CJ wheels that came with them, actually. But you can put up to 64. Um, and I was skating those anti-rocker. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that was the before that I was skating the Caltic 60 millimeter flat or anti rocker okay um, flat okay so flat. that's why you were using those blue and frames on your those blue bolts that I believe they're Caltic Caltic bolts the first prototype frame that you had you had some blue bolts yeah they were the turquoise bolts yes. from the, from the <laughs> I saw that and I, real, I, I recognized them right away and yeah <laughs> yeah um, I think there's the Steven Swain yes, it is. version. It is. There was, the a, was a video that came out yeah. yesterday of Michelle Prado. Have you seen it? Michelle Prado. Michelle Prado. Uh -huh. no, you know who Michelle Prado is, right? He's that guy from... Yeah, yeah. He's from Brazil, but he lives in Barcelona. The guy that had the accident last year. And he's now on Caltic. Yeah. And there was a video that came out yesterday and he was okay. skating with those frames with the blue bolts. And that's what, that's what I realized uh -huh. about your... your um, your bolts on the sample frame so <laughs> yeah that was the you know that was the set of 60 or sorry not 60 set of eight millimeter axles that i had when i started designing at the time um they're the, the most universal eight millimeter axles you know that are on mm -hmm. a lot of frames come with those or that yeah, like similar style kind of like the same um so yep, I didn't exactly. get the frames yet. So, I'm waiting on my frames to be here anytime soon. I'm going to Brazil in like one week. Hopefully they'll come before and I'll, I'll be able to bring them. I have no idea. I'm, I'm excited and I'm excited because like going straight to the point, what's been happening with me lately is that I've been skating so much with big wheels that when I get in the park and I put my smaller wheels and when I'm even calling smaller wheels to the AN72s, it's not. I know it's not smaller wheels, but when I put <laughs> yeah. those skates, somehow, I haven't. Yep. I, I'm not having as much fun as I used to. I don't know if it's just me. If it's just like you know, like sometimes you go through phases. I have no idea what it is. And I know that I was, yeah. and I still do skate a lot with with those new Kaiser three wheels Trimax frames. I don't know if you've seen those. The the big they are like one yep. tens, and I use one hundreds, and I love skating with those because. I'm a lot more into sliding on the wheels than really grinding. So I mean, I've been having a lot of fun with those and I'm excited about your frames to try it. And I believe they're going to be super fun, especially because I have a new bowl right outside my shop, which is going to be done hopefully when I'm back from Brazil. But I, I, I just want to know, oh, like, how, are the, how is the plastic on your frames? Is it hard? Is it soft? Um, uh, what type of wheel options are people using in it? Like... Is a lot of people using a, a natural rocker or is there anyone? There was someone that made a question on Facebook. Is it possible to use anti-rocker on that? I have no idea. I don't think it would make sense, but. Yeah, it wouldn't really make sense. Um, let's see. I'll try to answer more. Uh, the plastic is pretty hard. Um, it's about as hard as any other plastic. It's um, you know something I selected that should wear pretty reasonably, uh, sort of in tune with your sole plate as you get it develop a backslide mm -hmm. groove. Um, you know, when one thing I was looking at and trying to select the plastic, I was looking for plastic that had these uh, friction reducing additives, and you can get them, but it ends up um, the material properties degrade, so you have to you know thicken the part, um, and then they become and don't they lose a little bit heavier. Uh, so 
because there was something yeah, that used to happen yep. with those um, UHMV. I think that's the thing, like like the Omer Weissen frames. That somehow they were so hard that if you tight the bolts too much, they would lose memory, and that that happens a lot with like some prototype stuff when it's done with that type of material. But I don't know about the ones that you're saying now. So I'm just asking. Yeah, so those are, um, I mean, there's some materials they have like more like a, tef, like a mm -hmm. Teflon um, injected into them as well. And they slide really good on everything, but yeah, it ends up getting heavier. They're more brittle. Um, something like UHMW, uh, it doesn't quite have the same tensile strength as like a nylon uh, plastic, but obviously they slide really well. So there, you know, there's always a, a combination um, you know, you want to make the part stiff so it's responsive, so you add fiberglass to the plastic, and the fiberglass acts like little spider legs grabbing all the tiny cracks and stuff on whatever mm. you're sliding. So, you know, it kind of increases friction a little bit until you get a nice surface on there. Um, and especially on, you know, raw metal coping and stuff, um, a lot of times frames don't slide very well because it's the fiberglass that's in there that's actually making that's contact with the metal I never surface. About it. That's cool. So if you can get away with less fiberglass content, it helps, but it changes how the part behaves and it changes the response. Yeah, because the fiberglass is supposed to make it a lot stiffer, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll go yep. to the stiffness after. I'm uh, going to let you then, finish you know, whatever you were saying, all the questions that I made, and I already have another question okay. <laughs> about stiffness. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, wheel combinations. Um, so, that's what it is. You know, it's a 72 millimeter wheel outside. So, I wanted to make sure it has good stiffness so you get response and you're not getting a lot of flex, like if you're standing on one mm -hmm. wheel doing a toe roll or something. Um, so, yeah, people have been using all sorts of different wheel combinations. Uh, it's designed around 7260. I was riding a 7261 with the Dave Bling uh, God's Wheel for a while, which I pretty, you know, really enjoyed. It gives you a little bit more rocker. Um, oh, man, I forgot the guy's name, but just recently someone was telling me they had it set up, I think, uh, 6860, uh, 5868. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a natural rocker, mm -hmm. like the wizard frame. Uh other people, well, you know, they didn't want to do a sole plate mod, so they're using like a 65 millimeter outer wheel and a 54 millimeter inner, and so that gives you what I call the banana yes. rocker, you know, um, more close to a hockey blade. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I really prefer 7260 because uh, the agility that you get moving around and, and no and wheel just rolling, and you yeah, with no wheel bite. I mean, that's one of the things is try to make you know, make the groove so big and um, keep the frame walls straight along the entire length of the frame, and then that way, when you when you lean over to get onto your boot, you're not getting any wheel bite. Um, and it works, you know, it works really well with like a, I would say a medium sized sole plate. Um, y if you get you know, I don't know, just my preference. Like, uh, the Sebasol plates are pretty skinny. The V13s are pretty skinny. I kind of like carbon USD sole plate. And then I was skating USD 7s, which were, which I, I really liked as well, but I kind of feel like they were too wide. Um, so there's kind of like a really good sweet spot in there of a medium width okay. sole plate. Um, it goes well with, really works well with the chassis. And, and, and then one of the other things is, um, 
where we have the you know sort of the wheel bite protection coming down around the wheels. Um, I worked with Miguel quite a bit, you know, quite a bit of feedback from him to make it so it's not immediately giving you. Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. (laughs) So you're like, but is it still doable to do wheel slides? Like wheel slides, not a slide. Yeah. So if you you use a 7260, you can do wheel slides instead of just a slide. And. And if you use a smaller combination of wheels, like you start getting the 6554, you get into more of a cess slide right away, kind of like a traditional anti-rocker frame um, with big frame walls, um, like kind of like the Kaiser Fluid. I'd skated those for a few years. And I would always, you know, I'd get those new set of wheels. I would go out just into the street and kind of skate around in circles, yeah, dragging slides. my foot. <laughs> for, forward power slides. Just down a little. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Just to shave off the edges a little bit because they, you know, you could really set slide easy right out of the box. Um, and then what was the other question? Can you skate yeah. the anti rocker, right? Um, you should be able to. <laughs> I think it defeats the purpose quite a bit. Yeah, but like bit, imagine so. if you go like 54s in uh, the middle, like you said, and if you go 64s with 54s in the middle, just if you like the length of the frame. Uh, sorry, 72s in the in the in the front and back, and and 54s in the middle. You still get the length of the frame, and it's yeah, you can call it anti rocker. Yeah, yeah. It's technically anti rocker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you yeah. could do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it you definitely. I mean, that's that's one of the things that's nice about the flat part of it and having some rocker is the mobility, and that's what drove me to make this was skating an anti rocker frame right before it was like I can't. I can't turn left or right. <laughs> but especially with such long frames should be weird. Huh? With like going anti-rocker. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time... Yeah, but but you know, it really makes it more like you're on a set of rails um, if you like that feeling of stability. So um, you can you can do like a 72.58 and then it feels really, really flat uh, like you don't really have any rocker at all. Um, and technically, it's a little anti-rocker, but when you when you think about the compression of the urethane and even the wheel, frame, even the frame on, ends up yeah. going like giving you uh, giving you a little bit, so all the wheels will touch, right? Especially at such a long frame. Yeah. Okay, but that but yeah, the thing is, like, if you would skate anti-rocker the way I was saying, like seventy-two, fifty-four. Not that I skate anti-rocker, but if you skate like that, you would have an advantage. Uh, compared to the traditional anti-rocker, which is like a lot of people hate anti-rocker because when you go downstairs, those plastic super hard wheels don't help you. But if you right. use regular 74, yep. 64s, they might still roll. They might still roll, so that could be an advantage. Yeah, that could be. That, that's one of the things you go over like a, a, a convex surface with your anti-rockers and you slip <laughs> out. <laughs> I know that it's like the amount of times that you fall on the rail or you don't land the rail, but then you get on the stairs and then the fall is worse just not because you missed the rail, but because you couldn't roll down the stairs or anti-rockers, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I had two more questions here. I've been trying to <laughs> to write. I usually don't write, which is something new for me, but I'm trying not to interrupt yeah. you, which is really hard because like, I don't know if I ever said it, like I'm... I'm like hyperactive and I just can't, man. I just can't stop. I'm here and I'm just scratching myself, <laughs> trying not to interrupt you. But it's, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. So there's two questions that I got here. One of them is every time that some brand does 
something like new, there will always be another brand coming like, hey, they're copying my ideas. They're doing something like I did. I know that that happened a lot when K2 made the long frames and then they did that kind of like the age block going a little bit over the a little bit over the middle wheels and uh, Caltic. A lot of people said that they were coping Caltic frames. And I know Kroner from Caltic. I love those guys. I know them since the beginning of the brand when they used to make just clothing, not even any skate parts. But it's it happens a lot. It's kind of like <laughs> something common. Did you did you ever felt anything like that? With wish some like people saying that this is trying to copy here, trying to copy there, or people have been respecting you since the beginning and really like supporting what you do and I don't know. I guess you know what I'm Yeah, I think um like one of the first things I posted up on on the Instagram account, I think someone said like, Oh, it's the Caltic version four <laughs> or something like that. That was original. Uh, and <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I can see where they're coming with that. Um, I mean, certainly, I think Caltic was, you know, it was innovative um, by putting the wheel cup around the wheels. Um, you know, I, let's see, the, the Kaiser element frame didn't have quite the same thing, but it had the H-block that would stick down. And then able frames a long yes. time ago for flat. And, they and had even the before that, before that really you low. had the first version of the ground controls. The first version of ground, ground controls, they had that. Yeah. Yeah, they had, yeah, that's right. They had that mm -hmm. H-block that stuck out too. And so I, I feel like, you know, it's, an ev it's a little bit of an evolution of what more can we do with the you know with molding the plastic with the different contours of the frame um and yeah i just been you know always been looking forward to ever since like i don't know 1996 or something like man wouldn't it be cool if you just had this huge groove in the middle of the frame and wheels on the outside you know instead of having to compromise by putting small wheels and so um you know with a lot of different frames i had skated um they tend to taper in a lot in the middle. What do you mean by that? I'm sorry. I don't know what that and means. Maybe my English. <laughs> so like near where the groove or the H block is, they get a little skinnier yes, yes. instead of staying the same. And that was one of the things that I always had trouble with with some of those frames. It's like, man, this is so close, but because it tapers in here, I like seem to get wheel. But by you know it, why they made it right? Comfortable. Was it? Or, I mean, I guess so it it's, locks in no, it's, well. If you make the the middle slimmer, that will allow you to do royales or torque tricks and keeping the same angle because usually you go lower. So think about it. If yeah. you go lower with the center of the frame and if it at the same time it's thicker, then you would need to, to bend your foot more. It's kind of like a way to cheat. <laughs> yes. So. No, I agree. Yeah, you got to bend your foot more. But I would say also, that's not so bad. I mean, <laughs> we used to ride like huge tall frames that had a, you know, like an inch and, or maybe not an inch, like a half an inch space between the boot and, and the top <laughs> part of the frame. On the yeah, and you know what? Like Ken Welsh said, <laughs> you can always use the make your own groove technology like Neem did. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, basically because like like you said, it's thicker, but then after grinding you're gonna end up making it your with your own groove. Which is like the make your own groove technology is kinda like yeah. a funny way to say it, obviously. But the truth is once you make your own groove, 
because everyone ends up grinding differently, then it's going to fit just perfect. It, like in theory for me, at least. I haven't tried it, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I did. Uh, that was one of the intents of the design, the way the H-block is designed here is, is that after you use it a while and get it grooved in, it should start to be a lot more comfortable. And what I've been doing, actually, since I've just been testing so many materials and different pairs of frames and stuff, I just do the cheater way go out on the curb and, and put the groove in how <laughs> what I about like the dremel it? man that's that's the, the the old man's way like it's faster <laughs> yeah i i just i don't know it takes me back to the early days of like oh man i, I need to get a groove on the like i just got I this brand new pair of legs and then, and I, how did you used to explain to that to your parents because oh. <laughs> that, that happened to me a few times they, I don't think they quite understood. Yeah, it was the same with but... me. Like, with me, like, I remember getting, like, I remember when I was, like, 16. So, I did really good in school. And my my father, I, and I used to be part of the Portuguese speed skating team. So, I went on a speed skate representing Portugal to Italy. So, my father, as the coach, the Portuguese coach that had some connections with K2 to buy me a pair of K2 Fatty Pros because we didn't add them in Portugal. So he bought yeah. the skates and he had them for me like, like a surprise. So when I got home, I had a pair of K2 Fatty Pros and I was there. The guy bought the skates without even, without I even see them. I don't know what he did, whatever. So I got home, I got the pair of skates. Oh, first cool. thing that I did, not that the K2s would need to be, to make a groove, but the first thing, <laughs> like my father gave me the skates right out of the box that I was on the sidewalk. How do you explain that to your <laughs> yeah. parents? It was weird. But then my father came with the best, <laughs> with the best idea. So my father once came to me and said like, wait, if you're gonna, if you need a groove, let's do it perfectly. So my father used to work with metal. So he, that, I remember that was when I had my first pair of rollerblades with, with UFS frames. He said like, these frames, you're gonna do it differently. So he took me to, to his factory and he, he got like a, a, a tube like like a rail a piece of rail really really hot yeah and it was the exact same size of the rails like Ooh. two inches and then all we need to do is like just whoop, just slide it once on that and then you know like it hits the metal but with the perfect perfect groove oh, but wait, wait i awesome. thought it was amazing <laughs> it like I, that's how, that seriously that it was perfect. the only time that i could uh, front side torque with TRSs because the first time that the, when the TRS first came out, <laughs> the sole plate used to be soft. But on those skates, I could do front side torques so good. But after two days of skating, they broke. And the reason why they broke was like oh. they were not made for that type of groove. And also, that way of making the groove was not the best because you were playing with different temperatures. And it has some like, and that made yeah. the frame more fragile so that's how i learned my lesson go to the curb and just grind the curb <laughs> and then find a way to explain your parents <laughs> yeah. so Cletus, tell me something did you ever skate the ground control high low frames um i did yeah and i remember taking wheels on my dad's belt sander uh and putting them on like an eight millimeter like it's a big eight millimeter key that came with the mm -hmm. chris edwards daytonas but i still have <laughs> um it has like a star wrench on the end of it and i put a set of two wheels on there and grind them down on the belt center so i could make myself 
middle wheels. That's amazing. Wait, frames. so you're telling me that you made your first wish frames like a few years before when you didn't have access to like factories and whatever. No, 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 no. So the, so the ground yes, control. That's what I'm saying. Frame. Cause like, I mean, I, yeah, I skated those, but they, it was really hard to get middle wheels for them. Cause I think only ground control made I the right I think ground size. control made wheels. Did they? It was a four by four. And yeah. Four by four. Mm. It was four by four. Yeah. yeah. Four by four. They were the ones that made them. And so, um, yeah, when he needed a new set, I, it was it seemed like they were scarce, or maybe I started skating a little after they had originally come out. But yeah, so I would take my other wheels and wear them down on the belt sanders so they would fit in the middle there. <laughs> so they did the Apple move. They did something yeah. that you had to, to use their own material. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And tell me something. Coming from like being an engineer... I, every time that I post, that happened with me. Every time that I made a video, or I post something about the three wheel frames from Kaiser, the, the Trimax frames, which I love. And I really, really believe that they're stiff. It's hard for someone who never skated such frame to understand that I'm saying that a plastic frame is stiff enough for what you need. It's, it's seriously stiff. It's not a, I know of some aluminum frames which are softer than that one, but some people don't get it. Mm -hmm. So they, they made me the same question the whole time. Why didn't you go? Why didn't they make an <laughs> aluminum frame? So my question to you, just what they do to me, why didn't you make, as an engineer, why didn't you make a, an aluminum structure frame? Like the, you said, like the Kaiser Elements, as an example. Why did, you, why did you choose to do plastic if a lot of people just say that aluminum is more responsive? So... I chose to do plastic because I, I think it's it's you know it's more simple and it's kind of the a manufacturing decision is if you want to make a lot of these um, it's it ends up being overall less expensive to make them out of plastic. Also, uh, a one piece you know one piece plastic frame if you choose the right material can be just as stiff um, you know as is an aluminum aluminum underbody or an all aluminum frame. And it can be even better. There are some plastics out there that are even better than aluminum, but they're really expensive. So, you know, there's a trade-off because when if you're doing an aluminum frame, machine time is expensive. I don't have a CNC machine in five hours. And it, it, aluminum, so aluminum can <laughs> also be like a, a marketing move because you can also get like some cheap aluminum, which is super soft. Yes. So, yeah. like you said, like, it's up to the material that you choose for your own stuff. So I guess that's the most important thing. Tell me, yeah. uh, selling products. Have you been selling? I have no idea, man. This is like curiosity. And I have, I had this question with Tom Iser and he ended up telling me he doesn't know where the skates go. To. I, it's, it was nothing public. I had a conversation with Tom Iser in, in the Berlin marathon. And we were talking about, how rollerblade sells skates in the USA because he says like he doesn't see that much people on inline skates but <laughs> the truth is there's a lot of rollerblade skates being sold in USA what happens with wish are you selling a lot it, I know it's different because it's like an aggressive skate niche product but have you been selling a lot of products in the USA it's mostly out of America I have no idea um, so far, it's been mostly in the USA. 
but it's probably mm, it's probably like 35 40% uh international sales um just just based on the quantity that I had you know I I, I wasn't able at the first run to make the quantity I wanted so working on making okay, more how many did you produce at first um We produced, I think, something like 360 okay. pairs. Um, we were trying to produce 700. Okay, that's what that pairs. was the goal at first. Okay, so you're producing yeah. 400 more, cool. something like that. Uh, yeah, we think we're, I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna try to make more than that, so we have them on hand mm -hmm. for the future. I I I hope, and it seems like it's kind of picking up um, popularity mm -hmm. a little bit, and. You know, one of the one of the things with that is there's people that have gotten the pair or say like won a pair in a contest and and contacted me or talked to me about. It. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I I used them once or twice and and then I went back to Annie Rocker and he's like, but but now I just I can't stop using. Them. Like they're just so much fun. I can move around. You know, I can grind. Like they kind of do everything that they want to do. And and people tell me that I'm like, that's awesome. That's you know, that's exactly mm -hmm. why I made it. Is It's that fun. It you know it can bring a little bit more fun yeah, into you can your session, and if you want to go out and get like super technical and want to ride an anti rock, you can do that too. I mean, there's there's so many variations. I, I would say no one needs to be limited to one yeah, thing obviously. or another. And one other question from those 350 that you made, I've seen that a lot of people yeah. got. You just said that some people got some in competitions. I've seen that there was this guy last week that the skates got stolen and you sold. You send him. A new pair of frames that that's amazing from you it's like the question here is how many of those 350 did you invest in your own marketing because it's for a, such a small company it mm. must be hard for you i know it because i don't have any company i have like a little shop and i know like the amount of people that always comes here and they, they try to hustle a, a pair of frames or a, a full skate or whatever you try to help everyone because you really love this but sometimes it's hard for you to to see where it's your business and you really need it so you can, you invested all your money on yeah, that you can give yeah. stuff away to everyone But people sometimes don't understand. So that's right. The question is, um, I mean, yeah, I'd have to look at my inventory sheet, which I try to keep up to date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pr I mean, at least let's see, uh, it's probably at least 50 pairs of that. But but some of those weren't necessarily from the production run. I have a lot of samples oh, and things. Uh, you know, that I've given to people that ride for me or, or want to help me test some things out. But, um, you know, the big thing is also hardware goes along with that. So having a stock of hardware and giving away so many sets of hardware, then I don't have them to sell a complete yeah. version of the frame um, in the future. So um, it, it, it's been a good amount of, of what we've made that's sort of like given away as a prize or sample or, Yeah, you know, that was that was Dante that was at Blade Cup. I mean, that that situation was like you buy an ice cream cone and you turn around yeah, and drop it. Yeah, I know it. that is. It's <laughs> store it's like, yeah, I'll give you Yeah, but at the same time for you, you know, like that's amazing that you did it, but at the same time it's like an, it's still it's still your investment. It's your money. Like you put it you had to pay for that frame twice, so Yeah. In the end you ended up getting no yeah. profit and Well, and that's It's amazing. Kind of what I do with that is 
in a situation like that, as I take, you know, what it costs me to make the frame, I take that from my personal bank account and put it in my business bank account to make sure that I'm not just like giving it away and have nothing back to show for it or haven't really paid for it. Um, so obviously less cost than Okay, so you than bought retail, your own frame basically. But still, exactly. <laughs> How many of your own frames have you bought? <laughs> you know when people go and like their own yeah, stuff on Facebook. A good, a good amount. I try to be diligent <laughs> about that because you know, I don't want to look at the business account and go, wait a minute. I <laughs> <laughs> I guess you've been looking. Yeah. I've been. You've been on Facebook too much. You know when people go and like their own posts, it's like the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, the brand is called Wish. Why? Uh. So yeah, that's a pretty common question. Because um, <laughs> I wouldn't say Wish. I've been saying Oishi. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how it looks that and that's okay too i mean my my thing is if people know what it is and and enjoy enjoy it they can call it whatever <laughs> they need to <laughs> but so um my my full name is cletus aloysius banworth coon um i was named after both of my mom's grand my mom's dad and my dad's dad um my dad's first my dad's so my dad's dad <laughs> his okay. name was aloysius so that's my middle name. Um, it's it's a Latin origin name. So in writing down on pieces of paper hundreds of different names of what I could call the company, uh, <laughs> I finally came up with that um, and decided I'd just take the four letters, four middle letters from my name that are pronounced wish. But um, is it exactly how you spell your I, name I just, or like I, it's I, spelled differently with the same sound? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's spelled A-L... O Y S I U S. So the O Y S I part is okay. Aloysius. That's cool. And the logo who made it? Was it you? Yeah. It, this is actually a, a font that um, I must have been looking at since like before the year 2000 or around there. Of just like, I really like this font. It's this old sort of. Uh, mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me when I see those cars like really old cars like i think it's like a cadillac and stuff like that kind of like with that style of font maybe yeah like a like an old mm. ford galaxy <laughs> i think i don't know a lot yeah. about cars i'm bad so, <laughs> the only wheels are skates and bikes and so yeah with, with that and the way the letters were it, it um it worked quite nicely and i was like you know that's pretty happy it's it's for me it's like uh it's nothing that's like super in your face but it's probably memorable. And then, you know, people not being able to pronounce it or not knowing how, what it's called, I think has actually made it stick yeah, in their minds like a little Shadow. more sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, and you know, when, so I had this conversation when I was in Fort Collins with this uh, guy, Ryan, um, that was skating and he kept telling me, uh, oh man, I want to, I want to try these new shadow skates. They look really cool. And he was telling me about them. I'm like, man, I haven't heard of those. The whole time he's telling me shadow, I'm thinking in my head ex shadow. That's what I was kind of like ex shadow, <laughs> and I never make the connection until like two years later after that, you know. Uh, and so I thought, you know, it didn't. It didn't. Me not knowing the name didn't undermine how good shadows were, you know, as a, as a product. So I was like, well, that's all right. It'll it'll come around. People will figure it out. They need to. <laughs> and. 
I always think about that. I'm just like, man, I can't believe I didn't understand that. <laughs> you might you might have problems with watching my stuff a lot of time because my English sometimes it's not. Let's say the best. Anyway, uh, <laughs> keep going. You were saying like when I saw that little video from from damn good. Uh, there was some like, you were saying that you've been skating a lot of recreational skates. Did you ever thought about making a recreational skate frame or any recreational skate product? I actually have been working on something to that magnitude um, over the last year, um, you know, in conjunction with someone else, and hopefully it, it will come to fruition, but okay. we're not sure. Would it be a new product? <laughs> yeah. A new brand? Yeah, it would be a brand new product. Uh, no, these it'd be under a Wish brand, but uh, you know, probably another. You would be okay. another frame, um, but more aimed at recreational okay. do you, type. Of what skating. do you think about UFS and 165 and Trinity and all that stuff? Would you keep UFS? If would you, would you make another frame UFS and call it the recreational frame, or you would need to change the mount to a different mount? Yeah, it would be UFS, but but uh, more recreational because you can still get you know even with UFS you can still get the same geometry that you need for for a more yeah. recreational frame. Um, you know, the UFS system is based on a flat mounting, but as long as you have the flat mounting, you can do whatever you want okay. underneath that. But have you tried have you, you tried know? a yeah a recreational boot like a raised heel? Yeah, I have. Yeah, definitely, and and I enjoy them. I had um, I had an old pair of K 2s that didn't even come with a cuff. Um, man, this must yeah, have been about eight flat. years K2s ago. K 2s are still super and super flat somehow. Um, something with a raised heel, like differently. Have you tried yeah. it? it? And yeah, now I ha I have a pair of Seb, uh, Seba okay. FR eighties, yeah. and they have the like the raised heel rec frame and. Yeah, it, it like I like you know I like it. It feels good, and that's how it should feel in your flat bottom boot if you have the right um, heel mm -hmm. pad in there too. <laughs> But the heel lock—it's not the same usually know, on the like, other skates. Somehow, it's it's hard to get the same right. heel lock. Yeah. I, I know that the, with the sabers, a lot of people say that they really like the 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 heel lock on the the CJs. I haven't tried them, so I don't really know. Um. Yeah, just on the on the aggressive CJ boot. Yeah, it it holds you in there really. But would you really ever well. think of making really? like another different frame, like with another different mount, or you you would you want to stick? Wish will always stick with UFS. Oh no, oh, man! I wish. I wish. That's good. <laughs> See, uh, I, I wish we could do something better than what UFS is right now. I think. I think there are some better options, and man, you know, the, like the way frames used to be riveted yes, onto the, the best. boot, um, and the way, Sol the way Solomon frames used to be. I mean, there was no restriction on where you want to place the wheels. That was, so you know, I don't, not sure what you know. It's like the advantage of US to change change frames is really good, and and certainly that has just you know advanced the different things. Because people have more opportunity, they can make a frame that works for any boot, so it's more worth it to so make it. So why don't you make a Trinity frame? But <laughs> you could make you could make a Trinity a plastic question, huh? frame. <laughs> draw, draw, yeah. come on, draw one, draw one, system. and I'll show it. I'll show it to Powerslide. <laughs> Maybe they'll buy your thing. I don't know. <laughs> 
like an aggressive one. Why not, aggressive man? Trinity fan? Imagine like a, an aggressive. Like there's a there's a new skate, man. It's it's not new for anyone. The 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 catalog is online. There's a hard boot skate called Power Slide Next. I can show it to you. I can't put it here, but I can send I can send you the um, the image of the skates. I'm getting the skates this week. So why don't you try one? <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to try it. Let's see. Okay. I'm gonna look Should I send there. it now? Let me see if I can send it. Now. I'll send it to you later. I can send it to you now. Is that okay? I'll send it to okay. you later. I promise you I'll send it to you right when, yeah. right when we finish this. And maybe that could be a good one. Why not? Because like it's the thing is basically what you said. Like the front part is like the wings. In the back, you don't really need those wings that much. Why? Because usually you want the raised heel a little bit. You don't want the skate to be like that's yeah yeah. You don't need the 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 back to be that low, but maybe that could be a good option. Why not? And if there's like more and more skates coming out, that could be a good one. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to look at that. I haven't, I haven't tried them yet. I've heard some good, I've heard good things about them. Yeah, I like, I like the how responsive they can be, and that's something that, I guess, like, Joey did something the other day. Like, I think I don't know if it was a podcast or any other video that he he was just saying something as when you have your soul plate connected, like screwed or riveted or whatever, to the boot, it's completely different. If you're using a UFS frame, but now like what happens a lot is like people is using a UFS frame and then in between the boot and the frame, there's just a piece of plastic which is not riveted or screwed <laughs> to anything. It's just like something in the middle. And that if the UFS frame is already not too wide, that's why the down like I'll go there after. Like that's why the downhill guys even use more than one screw to fix the boot. Yeah. the frame to the yeah. boot then if you have a piece of plastic in the middle it makes it even more so it just i don't know that's why i like the the an so much it's just like solid that's what it is yeah that that idea like with the aeons is just all one piece i mean and i i tried on um lawrence mm -hmm. ingram he he was out here his aeons and yeah i mean it's just like you can feel yeah but it's try the to 72 then just by skate right yeah, he had the 72s. I didn't, I didn't skate, like, I didn't grind any ledges in him or anything, really. I just yeah, kind of skated. Solid. Around, I love it. I love how solid they yeah. are. Very And now there's the 80 coming out, yeah. too. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. That looks like it should it be. It is. It's fun. like, it's hard for grinding. It's not as easy for grinding. But maybe something like, also, like, I don't know if you've seen what Dustin Rubeski did last year. He carried a piece of the. Um, he cut a piece of the of the aeons, like the old bottom part, kind of like a cup, and he used it as a sole as a sole plate. Basically, the whole frame. Have you seen that? <laughs> That's actually amazing because no. basically, imagine if you make a frame that the whole frame has a sole plate included. It's like a whole sole piece, kind of like also like the old Rochi stuff. I think old Rochi's had some stuff like that. You have a whole frame. Yeah, yes, like a soul and frame piece, yeah. and that 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 looked cool. He put it on some Salomon boots, but I don't know. I haven't tried it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was one of the things. Like when the USD Carbon Twos came out, I first got those. I was when was that? Maybe like two thousand nine mm -hmm. or something. Uh, just the improvement of the rigid carbon boot compared to a normal plastic boot. I mean the response and, and direct feel was like 
improved by easily like a hundred percent better just it was so much better just in that alone and so yeah i mean if you if you can have the sole plate attached to the boot and the frame all as one piece i mean just connect together it's just night and day difference it's yeah. so basically the thing with me and carbon skates is like with you with aggressive skates i don't really have that much trouble because they they've been lower so the thing is in 2004 2005 i broke my feet like my leg in in three places since then i got like these weird foot and some of the skates i just can't tighten that much so if i use like an aggressive skate because the boot is a little bit lower and it's a lower frame to, so you don't need to tight it as much as you would need to tight like on a free skate or as a recreational skate it's okay but when i put a recreational skate usually most of them if it's a carbon boot they hurt my feet that's why i've been using most of the times hard boot like the the imperial or the saber that you just said something like that and even the yeah. power slide has this trinity skate called the tau which is amazing and everyone loves it but because of my foot I just can't put it like on one foot it fits perfect the other one the one that i broke it just doesn't fit so about a month ago i finally found the power slide carbon skate that fits me which is the artcore evo and that artcore evo is like a carbon skate and it's like such a different experience and i've been skating so many different skates but skating recreational with a real proper carbon boot it's so different the amount of control that you have in the skates and i'm not even talking about that trinity mount because they're supposed to come out with this skate in trinity so i'm excited about that and that's that's what you were just saying like the carbon like going from carbon the plastic to carbon makes a huge difference especially if you have the right boot it's yeah definitely and i mean and then i mean you can i would you know just that step and then if we could somehow <laughs> with aggressive skating get the sole plate connected to the boot in a nice way that allows a yes. universal system <laughs> did, but did, did you ever thought of a system of a different would... system did you ever start drawing uh, i've had a few ideas and it you know i guess the biggest thing to overcome is like i think there's there's plenty of ideas of a good way to connect the sole plate and the frame to the boot well but how do you do that and convince everybody else to do it as well? Or you just start doing it and say, well, we're not going to worry about it. Have you ever thought of something like that? The soul sort of plate, so instead of having the soul plate coming in between, the soul plate just comes after. Instead of having like a, I don't know if it's doable, but instead of having a universal frame, having a universal two-piece soul plate, something like that, something that comes from both sides and just attach like from the sides of the boot and then poof. That. yeah that i mean yeah that that makes a lot more sense and then because then it's you know connected to the boot and if all boots have that same bolt pattern then then you still have a universal system now i guess the question is do you want to undo six bolts to change your soul and frame or two and then the question and, is how many people change you know, their frames six would be okay <laughs> if you yeah, have like a exactly. proper setup like you just, like something like your frame like you said People can just cruise around on them. They can do like the Robbie Pitts tricks, like to swivel around. They can do grinding tricks. They can do basically everything and it's still have fun, right? Why would they need to change the frame then? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Going that way, like after this question, sorry, sorry, go for it. 
Oh, so you need to change the frame so you can experiment. Yeah, I guess that. Things, I guess that's know? the thing. That's that's kind of. Um, so yeah. after this question, what do you think of the um, the Razer skates, the new ones, the Swift Shift? I that that's the same question is how often do you need to change it? But I think it, I think that it's a smart idea because it opens up um, people from aggressive skating discipline into other areas where they say oh well i already got this boot i might as well grab this you know three wheel frame or i can put on an 80 millimeter frame it's still my aggressive boot still got a sole plate so that's cool um and then they can get around you know just try some either you know um i don't know lots of words for it. Yeah. free skating <laughs> uh recreational skating um and and honestly i mean that's the whole thing that draw has drawn everybody to it anyway is like being able to move around with yeah. wheels on your feet um And, you know, I, I was part of it, too. We just got so, so confined to I'm going to stand here behind my friend, and when he's done, I'm going to go grind, and I'm going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> in a line. <laughs> yeah. I have to do a top sole there, and then I have to do, you know, I have to do a front side over here, and whatever's in between, I don't care. I just have to do those two things. So I think that it, I think it's a good idea. I think it's going to open up people's eyes to more things. And... If there's ever an opportunity to use the same boot and change the mounting system for a frame or sole plate, they already have that established. That's, they don't have that's to. That's what we're talking about right boot. now. It's basically the universal sole plate, and then the frame. You could you could have like a different mounting system because the reason, like, the thing is, right now you still have the UFS and you still have that little thing that we just said. It could easily turn or bend a little bit to the sides and whatever, but. The good thing about it is like you don't need to change the frames. Like you said, you don't need the six bolts. You're going to need more sole plates, that's for sure. But right. <laughs> but that's I guess I would prefer investing like investing a little bit more and having more sole plates and then you have the proper setup then, right? I guess Yep. And then I think you have more options for placement of wheels um within, you know, within the frame. And I think, I think that's been a big limiting factor with the UFS is, and, and it's been kind of hard to overcome. I mean, um, you want bigger, like, you know, you want bigger split, but you got to make the, the frame taller in order to avoid the bolts. And it's been such a hindrance of, um, you know, like, like with what I've done with this chassis, it's kind of pushing the boundary of what can we do mm -hmm. with UFS. And at the same time, You know, I'm not selling as many frames as ground control or Kaiser fluids or create originals. I mean, those things go like crazy. Yeah, but all the, time. the main <laughs> reason is because most of them they come on on stock skates, and if you could somehow have a deal with any of the brands that you could have your skates coming in any stock skate, like back in the day, I remember like some skates. I guess even USD had a skate like that, like the Billy O'Neill skate came with came with create originals frames, and create originals had nothing yeah. to do with power slide or even like the Dominic Sagona skate came with physic frames. That's hard to like nowadays somehow brands tend to, to close themselves to their own brands only and they don't open that much to that type of uh, partnerships if you can say collaborations but that could help a lot of small brands. I don't know. But then Yeah that would be that would be awesome. That would be I don't know if that requires someone having a boot spot. Yeah, probably that, then, then, <laughs> then probably you would need to have a team skater that instead of smiling is just good. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but I, I'm right. not saying that your team skaters are not good. I, that's not what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if you, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. T two questions uh, more. <laughs> and I keep going like this. Why do you call yeah. it chassis? Yeah, it's funny. It's, I think it's fun because it's re it really is a chassis. And then in Portuguese, we say chassis, which is basically the same. And I used to call it chassis as, um, as um, a quad skater when I used to speed skate on quads. So it's, it's fun that, it, in my opinion, it's funny that you still call it or... But why? Why do you call it chassis? So, um, kind of, you know, it's kind of out of respect to what we are doing. I mean, we're not just saying, oh, here's some plastic. Let's uh, put it in a bunch of steel and melt it and just, oh, now we can roll it. It's, um, you know, it's a very engineered process of design and everything. And so... You know, like the chassis of a car is fund—it's very fundamental to how the entire car is going to function or operate. Um, and then the same thing here. I mean, you know, the the boot is great, the sole plate is good. You can't go anywhere without wheels, and and the chassis is what holds the wheels and sort of supports the whole thing. Um, you know, it's not—it's not one piece doesn't work without the other sort of thing. Um, but it, but the chassis kind of dictates how the skate is going to feel when you ride. Um, what kind of feedback you get from the wheels to your foot and so it's just it's kind of you know it's kind of out of respect that just that that's really what it is you know it's it's an engineered piece of a sporting yeah. equipment uh, that we're using um but you know i still call a frame most of the time anyway because that's just time calling it a frame and and i gosh if you know, i think back to like when i think it was in chris edwards daytona's came out that line in dirks um, I think those were maybe the first removable frame. And if you look through the booklet, I'm pretty sure it said how to remove the <laughs> chassis. And we were just saying, you know, we were saying chassis. What's a, you know, what's a chassis? This is a funny word. Um, and so it kind of is, you know, it's kind of a little bit out of respect to that too, just remembering, man, I don't even know what this is. Can we just call <laughs> it a frame? Um, but, you know, it's designed for a specific purpose to, to help us enjoy what we like to do. So. It's a little bit out of respect and um you know then the other thing is call it just you know inline skating chassis was also to be sort of um very neutral in in what the purpose is, is supposed to be you know it's not like the wish aggressive skating frame or the wish wreck skating frame uh you know it's an inline skating chassis and what you do with it is inline skate how you inline skate is very much up to you there's just so many different options of what you can do um and, and what this you know this one lends itself to you to be able to do so kind of kind of named it to be a little okay. bit generic. i have two questions more now. now you just i had one more only but then you <laughs> just made me create another one but i'm gonna keep that one let me just write it here so i don't forget me being organized <laughs> no so you were talking about support and that that comes that, that has to do with the question that i was going to make you right after so don't you think well, uh, going like differently. Do you think that we need any other universal piece on the skate? Like, yeah, you, wheels are universal mainly, and there's the UFS f mounting system. But you were talking about support. Don't you think there's any other part of the skate that would need to happen 
for for the skates to be more supportive and it seems like there's nothing universal out there like cuffs did you ever thought of making a cuff uh not really i mean it seems like i mean it seems like there's a good number of cuffs that are in, interchangeable mm -hmm. across skates um but but ultimately it's really it's really like the ergonomic design of the boot and how the manufacturer wants the cup to flex you know so the pivot points are a little and you think the height of the, the actual the actual cuffs right now are perfect for the type of for the way that skating is developing nowadays because frames are getting longer and longer and the type of tricks are somehow starting to need more support from the skate in my opinion it's like it's not that much yeah. the the little backslide or the fish rain whatever you, With time, people have been adjusting their tricks to higher frames and to more like the stiffer boots. It's more like about the way your whole body works, not just the way you bend your foot. But at the same time, tricks like Leon Bassin, Leon Bassin is doing, like those double toe rolls and stuff like that. If you don't have a, a higher cuff, more a more supportive boot, you'll never be able to do stuff like that. And if you ever skied, and I'm sure that you've tried something like that, you know much of a difference... Yeah you can have from a cuff yes it's a lot more restrict restrictive for some stuff but at the same time for other type of tricks can make it so different you never thought about it then no yeah it's, i mean that's definitely like when i first used the sebas i think that was one of the things i noticed um is the cuffs is a lot higher than than you know the average skater and actually i was using usd carbons before i got a pair of sebas mm -hmm carbons and there's definitely a big difference between the cuff heights and how the cuff flexes um, but one of the thing about both of those is you can lace the boot all the way up on mm. you know onto your ankle mm. as tight that's as you important need. and i think that's a really that's very important and then so you can lace that up tight a little looser if you want a little loose and then you can also adjust the cuff either tighter or looser depending on kind of what you're doing um like if i'm just going out to you know sort of skate around i usually have my cuff pretty tight and then if i'm going to go out and actually do grinding or be in the skate park i'll loosen it up <laughs> a little bit um so there's some adjustment there but yeah i know what you mean like you know but you know even for the same size boot someone else's ankle will pivot just slightly differently than mine just because of the way their muscles are mm -hmm. working and everything um And, and I know on some of the, like the, the rec skates that I have, you can actually change, I think within a few millimeters, the pivot point of the cuff just has a, you know, has a little grommet in there yeah, that you can Kind of like a rocket cuff. And there's some other skates with that. Like the, I think the first one was yeah, the Solomon's. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's some brands still make it and there's some, still other brands that will make it. So that's a cool thing. Okay. Yeah. And Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just so many adjustments to get things just right for yourself, which is, which is really cool. I think that's what's pushed, um, blading forward in the last couple of years is people like, well, I'm not quite happy with this. I'm going to modify it. I'm not quite happy with that I'm going to modify it. And so, man, I think people are just getting more aware of what they want and what's out there and how, how to, you know, customize things. I think that's, that's really cool. And just, you know, even the UF best frame system that aspect of it and other things that all everything using eight millimeter hardware and the same threads you can interchange so many different parts you can experiment with a lot of things really cool. <laughs> that's cool but now let's go back to what you just said 
You said the inline skating chassis. <laughs> you know, I would need to go there. Yeah. You've been calling it the whole time. We've been talking for one hour and 10 minutes. You've been calling it the whole time rollerblading, <laughs> but then you said it, you call it inline skating chassis. <laughs> Why inline skating? Why rollerblading? I know that in America, most of the people call it rollerblading. It's like the only way for you guys to explain to the rest of the world what it is. But I don't know if you, if you saw it, like, Yeah. About a few, like a few months ago I made a video about it like how it's it's obviously my opinion and I'm not going to say that one or the other it's going it's the right way to call it but the truth is in in 2017 almost 2018 like Google is so important the way that the more the more we call the same name to something the more power we give to it and it's like When we call it rollerblading, that's my opinion, obviously. When we call it rollerblading, we're usually referring to a certain type of skating. But then all the speed skaters, they will call it inline right. skating or uh, inline hockey, inline skating, which hockey is not that big, at least right now, but it used to be. And like the slalom skaters, it's inline skating. We tend to try to, like as an aggressive skater, a lot of times we train we tend to try to be away from that inline skating thing but don't you think if we all call it the same name we're giving more power to what we do and that can help whatever we're doing yeah um it would be nice if there was a common name i know like partly for me i just say rolling because that's just how you know i i grew up like you know the the decade or so of skating before <laughs> that I've had just calling it rollerblading it just stuck in my yeah, head. Yeah, I know what you mean, but that's but, just a... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times I just, you know, I, I don't call up my friend and say, hey, you want to go rollerblading? Like, hey, let's go yeah, skating. Yeah, I, I say like, skating so the whole time, but I just think it's funny. Like, yeah. even like Effie, Chris Effie, I, I have so much respect for that guy, like so much. And it's, it's last year when he won the... Um, the nitro the nitro games in the same interview he called it inline skating and rollerblading and a lot more people do it and i'm not saying it's wrong it's because that's what we are used to but for someone that is not into what right. we are for every kid that is just watching that on tv even if he didn't play live on tv or for some kid that just plays that on youtube they don't know that inline skating and rollers and rollerblading it's the same thing So they don't even know what we're talking about sometimes because some people, it, it's true, like English talking <laughs> right, people so, like right. in the shop, some people come here to the shop and they, they, they say, I want some skates. And I say, like, I ask them, do you want inline skates or do you want, do you want roller skates? And they say, no, I want roller blades. No, it's the same. And, like, and we're talking about a country <laughs> where people speak English. So I just some, yeah. somehow I think it's confusing uh, people. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, inline skating, I think it really is the technical term. I think, I, I think honestly, it's, it's confusing even to ourselves because we just are, you know, we, I think we understand that no matter what I say to my friend, like any of those three different words, mm -hmm. they know what I'm talking about. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the best way to communicate it to other people is. I usually, when I talk to like someone who is like just a stranger or something, I, I usually say, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I roll a blade. They say, oh really like w what do you do i'm like well 
you know what skateboarders do in half pipes? That's kind of what I do, but I don't know all about it. That's like the best way to describe it. And then they say, Oh, wow, I didn't I didn't know people do that. Yeah, but yeah it was the really it was the biggest know, sport when it. the first X Games came out. It was the one that made people watch the X Games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the nine hundred. So, yeah, it's been a big shift in how to explain it to people, but um Yeah, I don't know, and, and and it's not necessarily to say like, oh, I don't want to call it inline skating because it gives them a different picture of what's in their head. But um, certainly around here, you say rollerblading, and people, oh, okay, well, four wheels in a line. I, I, you know, I know exactly what that is, but it's such a broad term. I don't know exactly what he's talking about, and then sort of kind of define it a little bit more. But man, I don't know. That's, it's a tough <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess like. We're coming to an end. It's getting late for you. For me, it's like 10 a.m. It's like I need to start working too. Other than this. <laughs> okay, so it was really nice talking to you, and I, I hope to see you anytime soon. And I don't know if you ever think of coming yeah, to Africa. <laughs> you know where to find me, Cape Town. Yeah, actually, my my sister was just there on a peace corps thing and, and now she's headed back she was, she was down there did, you, did she enjoyed it or what yeah she had a really good time um had a really good experience living there and now she's actually traveling with some friends she met there kind of all around the world before That's she comes cool. back okay so if you ever if you went yeah. if you ever yeah. want to follow her steps <laughs> if you ever want to come to south africa yeah just let me know man i'll we'll see as i'm sure like skating is just I don't know if I'm happy to say this, but skating is still too small. So, we, we yeah, I'm oh, not, it's, it's cool, not a, it's not a complaint, you know. It's like it's it's, it's in a good way. <laughs> so yeah, and then I mean, you know, with it being a little smaller, and then the technology that we have available now, it's, it's cool to be able to talk to you all the way over there it's about amazing. skating. It's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> Cheers, man! Thank you oh. so much for taking the time for this, and I'm really looking forward to get my frames and um we'll got we're gonna stay in contact and right after we finish this i'm gonna send you the image of the those skates that i just said okay if you can work on something that'll be cool, cool. that's good <laughs> okay man let's stay in contact cheers thank you All so right. much bye bye you're welcome take care bye. and that was it wish frames main man clitoris kuhn I hope you enjoy this skate talk as much as I did. It was cool talking about like really, really nerdy skate stuff. And <laughs> if you enjoyed, let me know in the comments. Let me know who you want to be my next guest. I have a few ideas, but you know what? Your ideas are always welcome. So thank you so much for listening to this. And again, if you enjoy this, other than leaving me a comment, why don't you also subscribe to the channel? I'm going to be making more of these. I try to post as much inline skating content as I can, roller skating content, and whatever has to do with wheels. <laughs> That's it. So, hope to see you guys soon, or hope you guys see me soon, <laughs> something like that. And thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Vou viver até quando eu...